0: to live.
1: Temple Time broadcast, the radio ministry of Evangelistic Temple and Assemblies of God Church located on Collins Avenue and 4th Terrace. We're delighted that you've tuned in today and it's our prayer that you would be abundantly blessed by today's ministry and song and the teaching of God's Word by Reverend Dr. Vaughn L. Cash. For prayer and counseling during or after this broadcast, you may call us on the Temple Time Prayer Line. The number is 322-8304. That's 322-8304. Our weekly services are Sunday morning worship at 8.30 and 11 a.m., Sunday school and adult education at 10 a.m., midweek ministries at 7.30 p.m. on Wednesdays, and Rebirth Youth and Revive Young Adults Ministries on Fridays at 7.30 p.m.
0: Empower!
2: Change. Change.
3: of that song says you you are god you are lord you're all i'm living for and i hope that personally you can make that same claim that god is all you're living for when we consider everything that we put our hands to do in this world everything that we set our minds to do it's all for naught if we do not have our hearts set and focused on God. So be encouraged today to make God all that you are living for. Today on the broadcast, we welcome back Pastor Vaughn Cash and today he will be speaking to us on the importance and the significance of the Word of God. But before we go to Pastor Cash, let's enjoy one more musical selection, then we will hear the Word of God.
0: At times the load is heavy, at times the road is long, circumstances come your way, and you think you can't go on. When you're feeling at your weakest, Jesus will be strong, He'll provide an answer. When you thought was gone. so intense, and all you hold are broken pieces to a life that makes no sense. He wants to lift you up and hold you and spend his short event. He'll pick up the pieces that you thought had all been spent. Stars in place I know if he can raise the mountains and calm the storm toss away and if he can conquer death forever to open heavens gate then I know for
4: Be pleasant good morning to all of our listeners this morning. This is Pastor Vaughn Cash with you once again on the Temple Time broadcast and it is our joy and our privilege each Sunday morning here at Evangelistic Temple and the Temple Time broadcast to bring you this radio ministry and we trust and pray that each Sunday it's a blessing to your life. This morning, I'd like to talk about something that is very important to the life of every Christian believer, and that is the Word of God, the the place and the importance of the Word of God in our lives. And I'm going to use this morning, Nehemiah chapter 8, some verses from that chapter, to bring this point across and to do this teaching this morning. Now, if you are familiar with the book of Nehemiah, you know it was Nehemiah whom God chose to rebuild the broken down walls of the city of Jerusalem. And so the walls have been rebuilt. Everything is now back in place and the time has come for them to dedicate the wall and to move forward in the city of Jerusalem. And so in Nehemiah chapter 8, something very significant takes place. Reading from verse one, now all the people gathered together as one man in the open square that was in front of the water gate. And they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded Israel. Dropping down to verse three, then he read from it in the open square that was in front of the water gate from morning until midday before the men and women and those who could understand. And the heirs of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. And verse five, it says, and Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was standing above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. And then verse eight says, so they read distinctly from the book in the law of God, And they gave the sense and helped them to understand the reading. And so under the leadership of Nehemiah, Ezra the scribe receives and opens the book of the law of God and begins to read it to the people and to give them understanding of what the word of God was saying to them at that particular time. And as they were about to move into a new phase of life in the city of Jerusalem, remember King Nebuchadnezzar totally destroyed the city, broke down all of the walls, and now Nehemiah has led the rebuilding of the walls. And so the city of Jerusalem is now positioned in a wonderful place for God to begin the full restoration of the city, which eventually would also include the rebuilding of the temple of God. There are a lot of churches in our community, in our country, and also around the world that declare that they are churches that are Bible-believing churches. Churches whose ministry is based on the Word of God. Churches that engage in what is referred to as biblical teaching and biblical preaching. My concern this morning is the amount of preaching and teaching that I hear that is not Bible-based. And of course, this is across the board. I'm not picking on any particular church, any particular pastor, or anything like that. Just across the board, the amount of preaching and teaching, whether it's on radio, whether it's on television, whether it's on the internet and social media, the amount of preaching and teaching that is not Bible-based. And how little scripture is quoted, referred to, or even read as a part of the preaching or teaching content. And then, you know, this this is cause for great concern. Because the people of God, when they gather together in the house of God, for example, when they come to hear the preaching and the teaching of the word of God, that's exactly what should be going on and our sermons should be Bible-based. Our teaching should be Bible-based. We can talk about a lot of things that's happening in the country, a lot of things that's happening around the world, but when we teach the people and when we preach to the people, it ought to be Bible based. Even our commentary on other things that are happening in the world, we ought to, we ought to, to level all of that off and bring it all together around the teaching of the Word of God. And there are, and this is another cause for great concern. You know, there are many Christians today who go to church to hear a word as opposed to hearing the Word. We go to church to hear a word. I need a word today. I need a word today. As opposed to hearing the word. In other words, listening to an exposition of the word of God. Clear, biblical, outlined teaching and preaching of the word of God. That's what we should really be going to the house of God to hear. That's what we should be tuning into the radio, tuning into the television, uh, tuning into social media to hear the word of God, not just to hear a word that we are looking for or we feel that we may need at that particular time. And the key word there is feel. That we may need because the word of God, it is, if it is exposited, if it is preached and taught properly and clearly, within that teaching, you will always be able to find or receive a word from the word. And so the ministry of the word of God is very, very important. Another thing that is, of course, for concern today is the emphasis on what we call the prophetic And uh, so many people go to church to hear the preacher or someone else prophesy to them. They want to hear the voice of another person saying, this is what the Lord says, or this is what God is saying, as opposed to simply opening God's book and reading what God has already said, and then seeing how it applies to our lives or where we can apply it to our lives to receive instruction, guidance, and direction from the Lord himself. Now, there is absolutely nothing wrong with the prophetic word. There is nothing wrong with prophesying. All of that is biblical. They are gifts of the Holy Spirit that are manifested and used by God to minister to us from time to time. But the gifts of God never replace the word of God. The gifts of God are a part of the word of God. But what should always have preeminence is the word of God as opposed to just the operation of a particular gift. Now, these things can help us from time to time. They can be a source of encouragement. They can be a source of guidance and direction when they are genuine, of course. But we need to make sure that what we are concerned with above all of these things is an understanding of the written word of God. In First Peter chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, The Apostle Peter admonishes us. He says, As newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. So the Apostle Peter makes it very clear that once we come to know Jesus Christ as our personal Savior and Lord, Our our focus and our desire should be the pure milk of the Word of God so that we can begin the growing and maturing process as a Christian believer. He said, if we have tasted that the Lord is gracious, in other words, if you have entered into this relationship with Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, then the next thing that should follow is a desire to learn the Word of God. And then in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12 through 14, the writer to the Hebrews says, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. And so the writer is saying that there is a time in our Christian life when we ought to be receiving the The solid food of God's word instead of having to continuously go back and be fed the milk of God's word. He goes on in verse 13 and says, For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. So he says, only the, the the persons who are only receiving continuously the milk of God's word is immature or unskilled. They have not grown and developed in their relationship with God and in their Christian life, and so he says in verse fourteen. Then, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So he says solid food belongs to those of us who are maturing, who are of full age, who are growing and developing spiritually, and those of us who use the word of God. As we apply it to our lives on a daily basis, it is these kinds of people, he says, who have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. In other words, we grow uh, in our relationship with God and we get to a maturity point where we are able to discern both good and evil in the course of our Christian living. Now, let me wrap this up with some other important statements from the word of God about the word of God. In Psalm 119 verse 11, it says, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. The psalmist says it is the word of God that is hidden in our hearts that helps us not to sin against God. In other words, when we are tempted with sin or tempted to sin because of the word of God that is within our hearts, that's rooted and grounded within our hearts, God can then use that word to bring conviction to our hearts about what we might uh, be prepared to do and then lead us in a different direction instead of committing some sin. In Psalm 119 and verse 9, he continues and says, How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. And so what helps a young man, a young man, this is age wise now, and you can, you can apply it figuratively or spiritually to a young believer as well. What helps a young person to cleanse their way is the word of God. And so that's how important it is in our lives. And so that's why amongst all of these other things that we go to church for and we try to get from this one and from that one, we have to make sure that the word of God is what is rooted within our hearts. And then in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23 the apostle Peter says again, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God which lives and abides forever. And lastly, in Psalm 138 and verse 2, the psalmist says, I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. One of the great studies of the scripture is to study the names, the different names of God by which he reveals himself in his word. It's a marvelous study to understand how these names of God reveal his character and reveal his power and other great things about God. But as wonderful as the name of God is, God says through the psalmist in 138 verse 2, you have magnified your word above all your name. And so God has places great emphasis upon his word. And you and I have to approach the word of God the same way. And so apart from our personal responsibility to read God's word, to meditate, a God, meditate upon God's word and to apply its truth to our lives, when we go to church, like thousands of us will here in the Bahamas today, when we go to church, it ought to be a place where we receive the word of God, not just things about God's word or not just things that make us feel happy. You know, a little story here, a little, a little, a uh, 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 Illustration here that might be good and make us feel good, but what is of utmost importance is the place of the spoken word of God from the written word of God in our hearts and our lives, and so, pastors and teachers have an awesome responsibility when we stand behind a pulpit and say that we are there to declare the word of God. Because the people of God need the word of God if they are going to maintain a sound and solid, stable relationship with God. Our Father, we thank you this morning for your word. It is alive, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It is able to discern and to divide asunder the, the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow. It has such intricate and intimate power within itself. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to apply your word to our lives, that we may grow thereby and be the mature believers that you desire us to be, especially in this age. We thank you for it today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
0: To live.
1: by today's ministry for prayer counseling or further information you may call us at the church office at 322-8304 that's 322-8304 you can also email us at info at evangelistictemple.org or visit our website at www.evangelistictemple.org to learn more about us or watch the live streaming of our sunday morning services next Sunday at the same time and may the richness of God's grace His boundless love and enduring mercy be with you now and always